0: Welcome to the HomeKit 5 Podcast. We talk every week about the latest news in the Apple ecosystem for smart homes. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host, Braden Owens. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to HomeKit 5 Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Braden. This week we're gonna talk about the Level Lock 13.3.1 and HomeKit routers are starting to show up. So before we dive into it, I just want to say thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. It seems like our audience is growing. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you are, be sure if you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up uh, or subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on your various platforms like Spotify or overcast or anything like that, make sure you subscribe there too. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, do follow up with us and let us know. And I'm always available on Reddit as well. I tend to post stuff there and uh, we actually had someone reach out to us lights D, I guess was uh, his nickname. And he let us know that he actually has some of the one leak alarms that we talked about last week in the episode. And uh, he's got about six of them installed in his house and he said he loves it. So there you go. Like he, he pointed out that if you already have the wiring, it's very easy to install. You get a whole house audio system, pre-wired, like, and it's kind of like out of the way, out of sight, out of mind type of situation. And he said they sound pretty good, so um, I thought that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I was glad we had that conversation. All right, so first up, let's talk about the Level Lock. You want to take this one?
1: Yeah, sure. So the Level Lock, they have decided to start uh, shipping out their locks which have we talked about the level lock before i don't think we have okay so i'll I'll just kind of explain it so it's basically just a lock it's a smart lock that goes into your pre-existing lock fittings yeah it's
0: it's like the innards of the dead you just like you take your deadbolt apart and then you put this piece in the middle and then it operates just like a normal deadbolt would but it gives you like the home kit kind of turn support there you can tell it to lock and it'll put the uh i don't know what you call that the Um, actual lock part out
1: yeah so they uh, they're starting shipping for their uh early supporters for the earliest of uh pre-orders um yeah that's that's really about it
0: yeah so they have a reserve program i think is what it is it's not actually a pre-order oh yeah you just like sign up and say you're interested and they're, they're starting to ship those now or they're starting to give people the ability to purchase those. So, you know, the, the screenshot we saw on Reddit didn't give a date just said like very soon, you're going to be able to actually go order them. I actually, uh, hadn't heard of the level lock. I went ahead and signed up for the reserve program, but I'm probably way at the back of the line. <laughs> I actually think I like this the look at this a little bit better then the august wi-fi that's coming out because you know the august wi-fi like kind of goes over your existing lock this one actually replaces the guts so it just looks like a normal lock which is pretty cool um but it gives you like all that smart home functionality that you want you know my question is i wonder what kind of battery this thing has right because it's like if I think about the Yale Assure lock, like that thing has a big outer piece, I guess inner piece on that inside of the house that houses like four AA batteries that I can get to easily to change it out. But this level lock, I mean, it's it's made to fit inside the lock. That's gotta be using like one of those CR-232 batteries or something. Yeah. I wonder what kind of, you know, life you get out of that. Uh, that would potentially be a problem. The other thing that I think is super interesting is that it was recently announced that the Walmart in-home delivery will be working with level lock. Uh, So that's something you'll be able to install. And then you can have that creepy feature where they come into your house and put the groceries in your fridge for you. uh, And it'll work with the level lock automatically. Are you excited for that? I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. That seems not right, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it seems, that seems even more creepy than the Amazon key where they can like open your garage door and then put the box inside your garage. That feels a little less invasive, but this is like, hey, we're gonna get in your fridge. Like, I don't know, that just seems weird (laughs) to me. But I I am very excited to see this product come to market and kind of see how it works. I've had kind of a mixed, bag with smart locks so i'm excited for this one but at the same time like you know we've we've had our share of problems with them in the past the yellow yeah, well, that we have now has been really really great though so anyway um, oh oh scroll what, up oh. yeah look look at that oh it explodes that. apart oh yeah so in the there's lock. a battery in the bolt the part that extends out that's crazy that's, that is actually pretty cool yeah, they have like this exploded view when you actually click into the product. Yeah, so the actual barrel that extends out, oh, that's that would make it very easy to replace the battery, I would think. So
1: Definitely. It
0: looks like it takes one of those uh, single CR2 battery. So I think it would, um, and then it looks like the cap kind of screws off the barrel, uh, the lock barrel piece when it's extended out, and then you could pull the battery out and then uh, replace it pretty easily. That yeah. is actually quite clever. Yeah, definitely. Mm. All right, cool. Well, I guess we got the answer to that question. Um, they still don't really say anything about overall longevity of the battery or the lock. but Yeah. They also don't. Do they say whether it's Wi-Fi or not? Oh. Auto unlock, notifications, automations.
1: I mean, it says remote entry, but that requires a hub.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, kind of cool. All right, let's move on to the next story. iOS 13.3.1 is out.
1: Yeah, I updated my phone, like, Thursday, and I haven't really noticed anything. Just besides, like, I read through the change log, and it's just minuscule stuff, like, just normal iOS stuff.
0: Yeah. Nothing really HomeKit-related that I read. Yeah, that was weird. They didn't put anything HomeKit-related in logs. Maybe it was in the tvOS logs, but... I have noticed that now I upgraded to iOS 13.3.1. The home automations didn't seem to start working again with Apple TV as a home kit hub. I hadn't updated the Apple TV yet. So I went ahead and did that and then tested again. So it's on TVOS uh it's 13.3.1, it's the same. Yeah. Um and then my home kit automation started working again. So I was super happy about that. Um, and then I have noticed some weirdness, but we do have this Apple TV down here in the office. It's in standby for the HomeKit home kit home. So I went ahead and upgraded that today. It seems like the shortcuts are still there. They're still working, but then like you come back in and it says like no shortcut there. But then when you click into it, the whole thing's there. Yeah. It's that's, really kind of weird. I don't know. That might still be a little bug that's hanging around, but a lot of people are reporting that they're getting more stability in HomeKit with this release. And some people are seeing the, the tvOS hub automation start to, to work again, but some people are still having trouble. I'm just kind of looking through the Reddit threads. Um, it it doesn't seem like it's a hundred percent fixed, but it does seem like it's better. I did have some weirdness though, after I upgraded Everything was fine. I actually tried like a home cam beta. That seemed fine. We were actually testing out. So we did that video about Eufy cam. We were testing out the Eufy cam on home cam Plus, And it turns out that the Eufy cam can only actively stream one camera to you instead of two. So oh. it like, it pulls the last screenshot it had for the second camera. And then, you know, if you go to view one live, You can switch to the other camera, but then like the other one's no longer streamable at that point. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And what happened is a couple days after I upgraded 13.3.1, played around with home cam, and then all of a sudden the Eufy cams fell out. Both of them fell out of home kit. Oh yeah. And the base was still there as a bridge. I could see it. But when I went into the Eufy cam app, Eufy cam, the Eufy security app, I was able to, I went into the home kit section. It was like, Oh, do you want to add this as a a bridge back? And I said, yes. And then it was like, Oh, that bridge is already there. So I removed the bridge completely and then went back to the UFI security app, re-added it and everything seemed to come back fine. But then I lost my automations related to that when it got removed. Uh That was a bit of a bummer. But everything seems to be working fine again now. So that problem seems somewhat solved maybe. Yeah. (laughs) All right, you want to take the next one?
1: Yeah. So some of the HomeKit routers are being like, I guess announced, right? Would that be it? Uh,
0: In the case of the Linksys, it looks like they're now saying that it's it's HomeKit compatible. Um, I don't think if anyone has an actual, um, it's the Velop. I guess that's how you say that. Yeah, Velop. Velop. The Envelop mesh system is now saying that it's HomeKit compatible. But I, I haven't seen anyone actually saying, like on Reddit or anywhere, saying that, like it's showing up. I have seen a number of people. I'm in a HomeKit Slack and on Reddit. They've reported screenshots of the Eero mesh system is now showing up in the home app as an accessory you can add. The problem is you don't have a HomeKit code yet. And it also says it isn't certified. So it seems like they still have some stuff to go through with Eero to get that working. And really the HomeKit, it looks like what it does is it, it the HomeKit router functionality would allow you to say like, oh, this device can have this kind of access to my network or to the internet. And it looks like there's kind of three settings there. You can control. I'd be very curious to see that you know what how how it actually all works i'd love to play around with it uh i love networking and uh i have been putting more thought into the networking because i feel like we're getting a lot more wi-fi devices in the house and that's starting to degrade like the normal like phone and computer experience so i wonder if there's going to be any segmentation or like you know, can you just like push them off to one radio? Um, so they're not like using all your Wi-Fi radios. Cause if you're not familiar with it, when you're on wifi and generally like our, the access point here in the office has two radios in it. There's like a 5G and a 2.4 gigahertz, um, radio, 5 gigahertz radio, 2.4 gigahertz radio, mm-hmm. and only one person can talk to that particular radio at any given time in the access point. So it's like, I think we have a total of five actual radios that you could talk to, but as we're getting up there to like 30 plus Wi-Fi devices, plus everyone's laptops and phones and tablets, like it's definitely, it seems like it's starting to get clogged up. So I've been thinking about like segmenting off, create a VLAN, just put one, you know, smart device, uh, hub there that has one radio that it could all talk to that way. Our other radios are free for people actually like doing higher bandwidth stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. That is all the news we have this week. And I know we, we kind of talked a little bit about the UVcam cam uh, last week. We'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes to that video it's quite popular on youtube right now uh, i think we've, we're almost up to 400 views on it yeah so appreciate everyone watching that and we are super excited uh, i think we're going to put up the yale uh, sherlock kind of setup and review video this week um so stay tuned for that and uh, we'll definitely hit you guys up in the next episode and for those that did maybe get the early episode there was a bit of an audio snafu. Uh, we figured out what the problem was. You use like a-
1: Truncate audio feature?
0: Yeah, I was supposed to like find the silences and clip it down, but it, we had it set too aggressively. Um, and we So we did fix that, but there were 50 or so people that did download kind of a crappy quality audio file. Um, if you did get one of those, I think you can, I tested it in Overcast. I was able to just remove, that particular download go back into the like all feed and then tell it to pull it over so if you don't have the good quality version i think you can just delete it and re-download it or go listen on the anchor website um directly and it has the newer one up there so um i guess we can just check on another one uh parge 73 said audio is skippy this week. Even after you mentioned you worked on the audio on the podcast. Yes, exactly. That did happen. They, they reviewed it Monday. So sorry about that parge. We did, we did figure out what it was. We did get it fixed. So, um, hopefully that's getting better, but we, you know, again, we, 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 love reading these reviews and and seeing them pop up. So if you do go onto the podcast app, not iTunes uh, and leave us a review there, that would be awesome. Uh, We very much appreciate that. And then again, if you want to support the show, the other way that you can do it besides leaving a review is just, uh, use the, any Amazon links we put up on the show notes, use those. Uh, it's no extra cost to you. We have affiliate links. We get a little bit of kickback off that. And, um, you know, it's an easy way for you guys to support the show. So, Thanks again for listening and uh, tune back in next week.